0: Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as the park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, the park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGown. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan, I'm the
1: pastor here at Parkway Fellowship, and I'm really glad that uh, you came to church today, uh, because I want to welcome you today to round five of our message series, Our Family Fights. And today, we're talking about how to fight for spiritual growth. Um, a few weeks ago, I was helping my daughter, she's a fourth grader, her name is Libby, I was helping her with her math homework, and um, she was doing word problems, and the word problems were. Like this, you know, like if there's 52 cards in a deck and if Andy has eight cards and Bobby has 12 more cards than Charlie, then how many cards does Charlie have? So I sat her down, I said, okay, look, this is easy. If you will let X represent the number of cards that Charlie has, and if you will devise multiple equations, an equation where X is the only variable for the cards that, you know, Charlie and Andy and Bobby have, and if you can, you know, then solve for X, because what you do this side equation, you have to do this side equation, you get it down to that one variable, X equals, then you get it solved. And she just looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I realized I was not making the problem better. I was actually making it worse. And then, you know, after we kind of went back and forth, she was, she was like, you know, but, Dad, this is not how my teacher tells me to do the problem. And, and I said, "And so anyway, we went back and forth about, you know, how, what the teacher's way was, you know, and my superior way of doing this problem. And finally, finally we get out of it. She just, she finally, she, she looks at me and she, and she puts her hand up. She says, she says, Dad, we might have gotten to the place in my homework Where it's beyond what you know. (laughs) And I said to her, I was like, well, you know, you might be right. (laughs) And, and, you know, and, and as I think about, I think about our kids and our grandkids. And I think about their spiritual growth. I think that sometimes... We don't know how to talk to them about their spiritual growth. And the truth is, some of them might have gotten beyond what we know. And and a lot of us, we think, you know, how am I supposed to help my kids grow spiritually when I'm trying to figure all this out myself? And even if you are growing spiritually in your walk with Christ... A lot of times, we don't have the foggiest idea how to communicate that in a way where they can understand how they're supposed to start. And so you know what happens? Most of the time, we just throw up our hands and we end up doing nothing. We do nothing because we think, hey, you know what? Nobody taught me how to do this stuff. And I turned out okay. You know, but the truth is, there are some things in our lives that we don't want our kids to repeat. There are some things that we have gone through that we really don't want our kids to have to go through. I mean, isn't that right? And aren't our kids and our grandkids our biggest responsibility in life? I mean, when it comes to spiritual influence, I mean, shouldn't they be like at the front of the line? And that's exactly what God's trying to tell us. Because if we don't help them grow spiritually, who's going to? Who's going to help them understand what God wants them to do? Who's going to help them understand how to avoid temptation, to, um, to make wise choices, to understand truth from lies so they don't get sucked into some weird belief system and end up becoming friends with Tom Cruise, okay? Stuff like that. No, but seriously, if we don't fight for our own spiritual growth and the spiritual growth of our kids and grandkids, who else is gonna? And it's our job. So we have to fight for our own spiritual growth and the spiritual growth of our kids and grandkids. Well, how do we do that? Well, go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. Because God gives us several practical things that we can do. The first thing that we can do is this. Make time to become spiritually fit. Make time to become spiritually fit. Now, over in this corner, I have put physically fit. Physically fit, okay? Um, Because, you know, the truth is, I, I mean, I'm in favor of physical fitness. You know, I mean, I plan on exercising one day soon. But in this corner, I put physically fit because it represents something that takes time, but yet it has value for us. It has value. And so I put that in this corner. In fact, the Bible agrees. Look what the Bible says. Look at the first verse that I have printed there for you. It's in uh, 1 Timothy uh, four eight. It says, physical exercise has some value. But spiritual exercise is much more important, for it promises a reward both in this life and the next. Now look, the Bible is not against physical fitness, okay? We're supposed to take care of these bodies that God has entrusted us with. But the point of this verse is that if we are willing to make the time to keep ourselves physically fit much more should we take the time to keep ourselves spiritually fit that has a payoff not just in this life but in the next life as well okay so that's what this point that's what this verse is saying and look there's lots of things that can take our time away from being spiritually fit i mean it can be work it can be Um, chores. It could be reading. I mean, it could be studying. It could be dancing. It could be um, career advancement. It could be, you know, college prep. prep. It could be social activities. It could be, like, endless hours on Facebook. I mean, it could be other social media. It could be video games and movies. And, and I I mean, I hate to say this one. It could be football. And I hate to mention that because I know that that is so addicting for so many women. And so... (laughs) I, I, I hate to hate to mention that. But seriously, whatever it is that fights to take time away from our spiritual growth, that's in this corner, okay? But over in this corner, God says he wants us to become spiritually fit. He wants us to become spiritually fit. Look at this next verse. 1 Timothy 4, 7. Take the time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit now when it comes to spiritual exercise i mean you can do like lots of things to you know work out spiritually i mean you can memorize verses you can read chapters of the bible you can do this study or you can read that book or you can listen to this podcast or that message series or you can do a journal or you can fast or you can go on a retreat you can get accountability part you can do all sorts of things but bottom line becoming spiritually fit boils down to three things Three. No matter what form they look like, it all boils down to three things. The first thing is to praise. The first thing is to praise. Look at Psalm thirty twelve. The Bible says, That my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. I want you to circle the words, soul may sing praise. In my opinion, this is the one thing That I see people doing the least of. But the truth is. It has enormous spiritual benefit. I'm talking about praising God. Especially like with music. Why? Because look at this. Music opens the door of your soul. It it allows you to connect to God. In a very, very deep place. It gets your heart engaged it makes God feel close and not distant that's why when you hear a song on the radio like it can make you feel something it can immediately make you feel you know happy or sad or more loving that's why people flock to go to rock concerts and not preaching concerts okay because music opens the door to your soul That's what the Bible's saying here. And so let me ask you. Do you praise God? Do you praise Him? And do you do it by singing? Look, I'm not, you don't even have to, you don't have to like make it a big production. I mean, look, I I like to see the Lord, but I'm a terrible singer. I'm, I'm awful at it. So I just make sure that I do it like when no one's around. So, Whatever it looks like for you, do you praise God, especially by singing? I'm telling you, it opens the doorway to your soul, and it engages your heart. And it'll help you fight for your own spiritual growth. Okay, the second component, the second element is prayer. Second element is prayer. Look at what the Bible says, Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Circle that. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Look, this isn't complicated. I mean, this is, look, this is where you tell God what you want. You tell him what you need. It's also where you listen to God and ask him for direction in your life. And this, again, this isn't complicated. You know, this isn't hard. You know, so let me ask you, do you pray to God every day? Like the Bible says, about everything. Or do you think, oh, well, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to bother the man upstairs with all just my little stuff. I mean, He's got a lot of bigger things to do. Really? Because, like, you're going to stress God out. Really? You're going to, like, overwork him on Tuesday? No. God says pray about everything. So let me ask you, do you do that? Do you pray about everything that's what he wants you to do. The third element is to read the Bible. Third element is to read the Bible. Now this next verse was written to the king of Israel. And so if we and I, if we want to be great, and if we want our kids and grandkids to be great, then we have to do the things that great people do. Make sense? So look what God tells the king to do in order to be great. He says, Deuteronomy 17, 19, he says, he must always keep this copy of the law, look, that's the Bible, okay, with him and read it daily, circle those three words, read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of this law. Look, God has revealed his will on most things in life through this book. He's revealed what's important, what's not important, how to avoid temptation, how to get along with crabby people. He's even given us guidelines and principles for how we should vote in elections. All of that is is contained here in the Bible. So let me ask you very clearly, do you read it? Do you read this Bible every day? Because that's what God says to do. Now look, if you're just starting out as a Christ follower, we did a message series earlier this year called Puzzled by the Bible. If you want to know how to read the Bible effectively and how to get started, go back and download that message series. It's on a free podcast. There's instructions on how to get our podcast. It's in your bulletin. Go download that and listen to it. It will help you tremendously. Now look, let me tell you this for everybody. Of these three things up here, most people gravitate to one of them. It just, it's just what you like naturally gravitate toward. But look. In order to be spiritually fit. You have to do all three. You have to do all three. And just like physical exercise. If you will do a little bit of all three of these. Every day. Then one day in the future. You're going to turn around. And you're going to realize. You know what? I have come a long way. And being spiritually fit. That's how you do it. Okay? Now, the Bible says that we're supposed to do a second thing. The second thing in order for us to fight for spiritual growth for us and our kids is this. Is number two, I need to teach my kids or grandkids to have a daily time with God. To have a daily time with God. Now look, we just talked about the three elements that it takes to have a successful time with God, right? you got to praise, prayer, and read the Bible. And look, here's the thing. You cannot teach your kids something that you are not doing. You cannot lead your kids to a place that you have not gone yourself. So you need to make a commitment to do those three things. But then on top of that, you need to make a commitment to teach your grandkids and your kids how to have a daily time with God. So let me ask you. Do your kids or grandkids, do they know how to have a daily time with God? Do they know how to do that? Have you taken the time to teach them that? I'm telling you, I wish that when I was like a young teenager, like 13, 14, that someone had come to me and taught me how to have a daily time alone with God. But they didn't. I just had to kind of eventually figure it out on my own. I mean, it would have. Honestly, listen, to this. It would have meant so much to me if my mom and dad had come to me, even when I was seven or eight years old, and said, "Hey, here's how you have a daily time alone with God." It would have meant all the world to me. And I, I wish that happened. So I'm going to tell you. If you sit your child down or your teenager down, really no matter what age your kid or grandkids and you sit down and you have, you're talking to them about spiritual things or you're talking about how to have a daily time with God, let me just tell you this, it's going to be awkward. Uh, it, it's going to be awkward. I don't know why it's awkward. I haven't figured out all the reasons why those kind of the conversations is awkward, but I promise you they are. But check it out. You have to have that conversation anyway. Just because it's awkward does not give us an excuse for not talking to our kids and grandkids about spiritual things. Okay, And look, if you want to learn more about how to talk to your kids about spiritual matters, and you want to learn more about how to talk to them about have a daily time alone with God, make a commitment to come to the Parent Summit that we're having here this weekend. It's Saturday morning from 8.30 to 12. There's a registration form. It's in your bulletin. It's the Think Orange Parent Summit. Come this weekend. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be fabulous. I'm going to be there, not as a teacher, but as an attender, because I want to learn some things too. But look, bottom line is this. you got to talk to your kids and your grandkids about how to spend time alone with God. And look, this is not supposed to be like a once-in-a-lifetime conversation. This ought to be an ongoing dialogue that you can have with them, you know, over the years. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs twenty-two, six. Look at this verse. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Look, if you take the time to train your kids, if you'll take the time to help them learn how to fight for their spiritual growth, even if they stray off the path, they'll know how to get back on it. Because you trained them, you taught them. So let me ask you, will you take the time to teach your kids and your grandkids how to have a daily time alone with God? Will you take the time to teach your kids and grandkids how to have a daily time alone with God? Now listen, if you just hesitated in answering that question, why? Why would you hesitate for something like that? So let me ask you again. Will you take the time to teach your kids and grandkids how to have a daily time alone with God? Good. Then make a commitment to have that conversation with them this week. This week. Okay. There is a third thing. Okay. The third thing is this. Third thing is reward spiritual progress. Reward spiritual progress. Now, over here in this corner, we reward kids for doing all sorts of things, okay? We reward kids for good grades. We reward kids for making great plays. I even know a family that rewards their kids for reading. Lots of us reward our kids for doing chores, okay? We reward kids for doing these types of things. Why? Because we know that if we offer them an incentive, that they're much more likely to accomplish what we want, right? And look, that idea of offering an incentive, that's actually a very biblical concept. Look at this next verse, Proverbs sixteen twenty-six: A laborer's appetite works to his advantage because his hunger drives him on. Look. It's saying that a person will work hard because they want to get paid so they can go buy food to satisfy their hunger. Okay, now, this verse is talking about physical hunger. Okay, it's talking about a literal literal hunger. But whether we're talking about a physical hunger or whether we're talking about a figurative hunger, you know, like for something else, like for some type of reward, either way, the principle is the same. If you offer an incentive, people will accomplish goals. That's what this verse is basically saying. So look, here's the thing. If we're willing to pay our kids for grades and making good plays and reading and chores, you know, who knows what else? Then why would we not be willing to pay them or reward them to accomplishing spiritual goals? So in this corner, if we were to maybe to offer them rewards for accomplishing spiritual goals, one of those goals might be to memorize verses of Scripture. You ever thought about offering your kids a reward for memorizing a verse of Scripture? In fact, uh, a few weeks ago, Amy um, told our kids, said, I will pay you $10 if you memorize an entire chapter in the Bible. And then she goes, and if you memorize a whole book of the Bible... I'll offer you, I'll give you $100. So Ben, my eight-year-old, starts flipping through the Bible. And he, just he, then he announces, I'm going to memorize 2 John. Okay? And if you don't know, 2 John is only one chapter, 13 verses. That's the whole book. And so then he proudly announces, hey, so by the way, Mom, after 13 verses, you're going to owe me 110 bucks." It's always working the system, baby. Always working the system. But you know... We're okay with that, because he's memorizing the Bible, which is what we want him to do anyway, right? Let me give you, folks, a couple of things that if you have a son, maybe you'd want him to memorize Proverbs chapter five, and this is in your in your notes there, because Proverbs chapter five helps those helps your son um, make a commitment. To, um, to purity over, you know, with, you know, especially in the area when it comes to girls. That's what, this, that's what that verse basically is getting at, okay? Um, if you have a daughter, have her memorize Proverbs chapter 31. It actually begins about verse 8. But have her memorize Proverbs 31, the rest of that chapter, because it talks about a woman of noble character, a person that she should aspire to become, and so, you know, offer them rewards to do that kind of thing. Look, and it doesn't have to be about scripture memory. There's lots of things that you could, you know, uh, reward your kids for doing. Maybe you could reward your kids for not missing church. Maybe you could reward your kids for inviting numbers of their friends to come. Or maybe you want to reward them for reading a book of the Bible. Whatever it is, find spiritual things that you can reward your kids for. And look, let me tell you this: don't think that this is like. A bad thing, because rewarding for spiritual accomplishment is something that God does with us. Our Heavenly Father does with us. Look at this last verse today. 1 Samuel 26, The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and faithfulness. So when you reward your kids for spiritual progress, you're doing the very same thing that God does. So let me ask you. Are you rewarding your kids for the spiritual progress that they make? Are you rewarding them for the spiritual progress they make? For those of you that have a fifth grader or under, and they are involved in our children's small groups here on Wednesday nights, they are being rewarded for the spiritual accomplishments that they make. Because at the end of the school year, you know, like in April or near the end, They are going to have a store night where they're rewarded for all of the spiritual accomplishments that they've done throughout this entire school year in their small group. I've seen kids walk out of store with an iPod, a Kindle Fire, or um, a digital camera. I've seen some of the little dudes walk out with toys that are like this big. I mean, they're huge. Because when you offer an incentive to accomplish a spiritual goal... It motivates them to do it. It's a very biblical concept. Something our Heavenly Father does with us. So look, if you're willing to reward for this kind of stuff, why would you not be willing to reward them for this? Look, here's the deal. When you fight for spiritual growth by committing to keep yourself spiritually fit, okay, by... Training your kids and teach your kids how to have a daily time alone with God. And by rewarding spiritual progress, it is then that you are really fighting for spiritual growth. For your spiritual growth and for their spiritual growth. And I'm telling you, the payoff for you and for your kids and for your grandkids in this life and in the next life is huge. Huge. So here's what I want you to do. Pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. And I want you to commit to the next step or steps that you're willing to take today based on what God has inspired you to do. And maybe it's this first next step. I commit to doing the three things to make me spiritually fit. Or that make me spiritually fit. Praise, prayer, and read the Bible. Would you make a commitment to do those three things? Man, I'm telling you. It can look, you can do a lot of different things to do these three, but these three are how it's done. Would you make a commitment to do that? Number two, I will teach my kids or grandkids how to have a daily time alone with God. Even if it's an awkward conversation, would you make a commitment to have it this week? Number three, I will create some rewards for my kids or grandkids to accomplish spiritual goals. Whatever those rewards might be, would you make them? I'm telling you, that power. and grandparents, what a great way to set yourself up as like the hero for your grandkids. You know? Give them a reward for accomplishing the things that you want to see them. Give them an incentive. It's a very biblical thing to do. Next, I will memorize First Timothy four seven. Take the time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Great verse. Great verse. Next, in an effort to learn more ways to fight for spiritual growth in my kids and grandkids, I will register today for the Parkway Fellowship Think Orange Parent Summit on Saturday from 830 noon. It's this Saturday. Take that registration form that's in your bulletin, fill it out. You can drop in the offering plate or you can take it outside the table. That's fine. There is a $25 charge. If You, you can pay that at the door on Saturday when you come, Okay. Or you can pay out there. Don't like just drop $25 in the bucket and then throw that thing in because we'll never be able to match it up, okay? Just drop your registration form in the bucket or take it all out there either way. But man, rich for that summit, it is going to be lights out good, okay? Or this last one, I want to become a Christ follower today for the first time in my life. Because look, here's the deal. You can't, again, you can't lead your kids to a place that you have not gone yourself, You cannot lead your kids to follow Christ unless you have committed to follow Christ. And that starts for everyone by taking that first step of faith, by asking Jesus Christ to come into your life, to forgive you, and pledge to follow him from this day forward. If you've never taken that step, you're not a Christ follower. Not yet. But you can take it today. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes. Look at that prayer. If you've never prayed a prayer like that before, and maybe you've been thinking about it for several weeks now, but if you've never prayed that before, prayer before and you're ready to take that step of faith by asking Christ to come into your life to forgive you and promising to follow him from this day forward, pray that prayer right now and check this box because I want to mail you some free stuff in the mail that'll help you get started. I also want you to pick up a new believer packet. It's on a table just before you walk outside of each of these doors. Grab one on your way out, okay? Let me pray for you as Pat and the worship team come back up. <clears throat> Father, I thank you so much for... The fact that you want us to fight for spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is not automatic. We have to fight for it. And so I ask that you would help us to fight for it in our own lives. I ask that you would help us to fight for it in the lives of our kids and our grandkids. And so, Lord, I pray for those moms and dads that are just starting in their walk with Christ, that they would begin to praise and begin to be committed to prayer and reading the Bible so that they can start down that road themselves to being spiritually fit. And one day they'll look around and go, you know, I've come a long way. But we would also teach our kids and grandkids how to have their own daily time alone with God. That we would reward them for accomplishing spiritual goals. Because you do that for us. And I thank you, that's how you treat us. So God, I pray for those kids and grandkids that will greatly benefit because they've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or grandpa that cares enough about their spiritual growth to fight for it and help us to do all of that. In
0: Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282.